This episode of Vital Thumbs is brought to you by Squarespace, the fastest, easiest, most beautiful way to make your very own professional website, portfolio, blog, or online store. If you go to squarespace.com and enter the offer code THUMBS, you can get 10% off your first purchase. Want to feel old? It's August 5th. <laughs> oh, no, 4th. <laughs> Shit. Wow. Want to feel real old? It's August 5th. <laughs> Fuck. It's August 4th, 2016. This is Idle Thumbs 274, right? Want to feel, feel, want to feel energized? <laughs> it's idle thumbs. Wait, it is though, right? Two seventy four. Yeah. That's what it is. I'm you sound Rino. old. I'm Nick Brecken. I'm old. <laughs> old man, old Jake Rodkin. Old, <laughs> old Metal Jake. Gear old Jake. Jake. <laughs> yeah, naked Jake. It's a good thing we don't have the cameras set up yet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> want to talk about video games, you guys? Sure. Weren't we just? Mm. Uh, I was talking about life. Aren't we just (laughs) Abzu? Nick, you've been playing Abzu. This is a game that I I didn't think I'd heard about until. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, I I only heard about this last week because someone Spaff said he thought it would be a fun game to stream. Yeah. Um, and then Steve and then Steve said he thought I would like it. So I didn't see any of that. I I feel sort of embarrassed that I didn't know anything. Yeah, about after it, but I, after Journey came so out. So what and, is this? Yeah, uh, after Journey came out, which was the third game by that game company, they made Flow and Flower uh, and Journey. That uh, a lot of the that game company teams sort of spread to the winds. Like art director, I think of Journey started. Yeah. A, a game studio called Giant Squid. Uh, Giant Squid. This Giant is another Squid. thing that I didn't know. I didn't know that they were they were. Yeah. The the studio has. Sort of that vintage Some of that game roots, company yeah. in the in its roots. Yeah. Um, okay. That makes sense, right? Because this is a non-combat exploration game. I I take it. I don't know. I, I mean, know so little about it. it yeah, it is. And um, how do you spell it? A B Z U with a with an accent on. And it's U. on Steam. Is it on a console also? Uh, pff, I don't think that it is. I think it's just on Steam right now. I don't know if it's coming to console. All right. Um, well, you, I'll figure that out while you. But uh, describe. I found it just on the Steam front page on the Steam store. Yeah. That's that's. Oh really? Okay. That's how I that's was notified the of the existence of this to game. To find and play a game. It was actually kind of was yeah it was nice. I was like oh this looks interesting. And I, I mean it's on not it, and intrinsically then I sort of, better, but it right. But it's nice to go in without a bunch of yeah. Like when you just sort of I had see no something and you're like oh this could be cool and then you play it mm-hmm. and it's better than you expected yeah that's the best um it it uh yeah i, I, I had no expectations actually you know okay, and it's on ps4 as well oh it is on ps4 okay yeah. that's nice mm-hmm. yeah it was made in unreal and um the uh y- you know i i loaded it up and i had no expectations whatsoever it plays a lot like flower and a lot like journey yeah. it is very much in that design vein it it really i mean right on down to like it's a game where you mostly just explore and sort of take in breathtaking vistas and and you know interact with kind of interesting sort of nonverbal characters and then um occasionally you unlock a door and then the camera zooms all the way to the door and the door opens and then it zooms all the way back to you you know that classic like flower mm-hmm. thing of like mm-hmm. showing you exactly what just happened um and that's the whole game but it's it's really beautiful i i probably can't really say too much about it without kind of spoiling specific moments that i think probably are best experienced just buying the game and playing it um it you know it's set completely underwater you play as this sort of um 
scuba diver character and um the uh the sort of main uh thrust of the game is you you kind of you know the game starts out you sort of dive down into the into the water you have no idea no context for what you're actually doing and um it just sort of slowly develops a, a kind of cast of fish characters and other things you know like there's a shark that sort of swims by at the beginning and you're gonna go like oh that's that shark i'm gonna see that shark again you know right. and it's that, that kind limbo of limbo style yeah and, yeah, yeah. sort of limbo like, style uh, yeah yeah um the chekhov animal yeah and uh <laughs> sharks <laughs> um nature's chekhovs yes and that's they, they call them that mm-hmm. and then um so you know the 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 main um I mean, first off, the the swimming is beautiful. Like the the actual animation of it is really fun to play around with. It's a little. It's interesting because it's it has the same problem as like a Superman game would have in the sense that because you're completely unconstrained, right? And it's free movement. The camera sometimes gets a little bit wonky, um, but at the same time, just like holding down on the stick and watching your guy do a slow motion like somersault in the water and having that like be directly mapped to your analog feels really really good yeah just basic stuff like you know at at a certain point you learn okay now i can like i can dive down but i can also just shoot up to the top of the uh you know the the sort of uh surface of the water and then break through it and do like an echo the dolphin you know little Mm -hmm. jump oh man that stuff's really good because the entire game like 99 percent of the game takes place underwater but there's always something up above the water. And so you get these little... So it's not like deep sea. It is, but then, you know, occasionally you'll pop mm-hmm, up and okay. there will be sort of levels that are set mm-hmm. at different levels or, or varying different um, depths. Yeah. Depths, yeah. And, uh, but yeah, the, the moments of just like... What if video game levels were called depths? <laughs> <laughs> Think about that. I mean, that's just as, that's as fine yeah, as that's... boards is. A phrase yeah, right. that I had friends growing up who would refer to video game levels as boards, and it I I couldn't stand it because it seemed so like quaint to me. You know, like it was like mm. aggressive. It sounded aggressively old fashioned. Anyway, some boards that, some boards take place at different <laughs> depths. That, like, for no reason bothered me as a child. I don't know. Yeah. Um, where does that come from? Is that from pinball? What is yeah, boards? I don't know boards. Yeah. Did you guys not ever, you never heard that? that no. Phrasing? I mean, it really? probably came from like D&D or something? Board or like, games. Like you would clear the board and start a new game. I guess. Well, I'm thinking guess. of like a D&D level or something that would be like a board that is, eh, maybe, maybe. I yeah, but it seems like they got have... it from their parents and it was like a, a more archaic thing, but I could be wrong. Huh. I bet there are games on computers that refer to levels as boards because it, it, it it's a game that a started direct, off as, as a yeah. board game-esque game where you mm-hmm. would... Load up a new board. Yeah. Like, so yeah. some of the boards are at, at greater depth and some of the right. boards are at yeah. higher depth. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and you can bust <laughs> out of the board and do a sweet Echo the Dolphin roll. It's true. That's what they're called. They're <laughs> that's, called that's what it says on the back of the box. You can roll out of the board like Echo. <laughs> right. Remember the Echo 90s ad campaign where Echo was like, roll out of your board, and he was wearing a backwards baseball cap? <laughs> right. And, and he was on a surfboard. And he had a, he, had a, he had a skateboarding helmet on on top of the baseball hat so the right. kids knew to be safe. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. He had knee he did, pads. He did that, like, he did that, Smokey, the, that like, Smokey the Bear PSA where he was like surfing and the, the surf like, you know, sloshed onto the forest fire and put it out. <laughs> As he was doing like some sex surf moves, and he was like, "Roll out of your board, yeah, because only you can do it." And then at the bottom, it said, "Abzu is available for <laughs> PlayStation Four." <laughs> if only kids then knew what games would be like today, their heads would explode like the kid in the PlayStation Twenty Eight commercial or whatever. 
Don't you remember there was like PlayStation twenty eight? Yeah, there was like a, I think a PlayStation two commercial <laughs> where it was like in the future, and there was oh, a weird. kid and and this okay. like crazy yeah. time traveling alien brought him this little sphere and it was John like Titor. a PS. Yeah, <laughs> John Titor brought this kid a PlayStation like twenty, and it was a little sphere, and the kid was basically ruined. I think this kid went into like a permanent vegetative state because of the awesomeness of the future PlayStation. I'm probably remembering most of that wrong, but definitely John Titor was there. <laughs> anyway, Abzu. He played Abzu on that, that future PlayStation and it blew his mind. Yeah. He played Abzu 24, though, on his PlayStation yeah. 28. <laughs> There's that's one Abzu for every new PlayStation <laughs> moving forward. That's when that franchise merged with Echo the Dolphin. Right. And you I mean, do a sick roll your board, whatever. Anyway, please continue. No, it may as well. I mean, you know, the... Um, I, I don't have too much more to say about it. The the sort of one of the main mechanics that develops is that you can, uh, as you swim close to a fish, and there are like, you know, whatever, like dozens and dozens of different types of fish in, in the game, which you would expect. And some of them are sort of, you know, whatever, the big fish in the sea. And I just went to the Monterey Aquarium. And so, like, oh, yeah. I was actually really interested in looking at uh, what they'd modeled because they did some really good tech work on this game where. They're simulating the kind of feeling of swimming through those huge schools of fish that are constantly going in a circle. If you've ever seen like a deep mm-hmm. sea school of fish that's just doing the the weird like spiral dance, they have like just crazy moments where you'll just swim through the middle of those and then some of them will sort of flutter up around you, you know, for a second and then sort of spiral off and oh, it's really good. But any of the bigger fish you can grab um, using like the left trigger and at that point, you can kind of control it or ride it or whatever. But it just essentially oh, means that you are like now you have the control of that fish, like the are control scheme of that back, fish. Or are you grabbing its tail like a skateboarder grabs a like fender of a car? Like that. Yes. Oh, man. You're Continuing. Just, you're totally. What is that called? <laughs> I learned it from Tony Hawk. Isn't it called that? I don't know. I like that you're, this game is now somehow about a surfing Echo the Dolphin who yeah, also no, does Tony Hawk moves. Like, I think I've failed to describe, or maybe I've so actually So you're saying this described. is like a really serene and beautiful experience. Right. Sort but of like Abzu when you get 2. into a flow state <laughs> in Tony Hawk 2. Much like Tony Hawk 2, Abzu <laughs> yeah. 2 uh-huh. will be a completely rad uh, evolution <laughs> of the... Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway. We handed it off to the team that made Sunset Overdrive. Yeah. <laughs> Jet Set Radio, yep. Abzu. Um. Anyway, yeah, you can grab those fish. You can grab them, and uh, yeah, if you grab a dolphin, you you can you you're now playing with the dolphin. You can shoot way out of the out of the water, and the control is much tighter and faster mm-hmm. and everything. Wait, so the dolphin shoots out of the water, and then a guy grabbing the dolphin's tail also like, shoots flops out of the water. around behind him. Well, you don't flop it's- around. I mean, you're not grabbing like the tail. You're grabbing like the dorsal fin or whatever. You know, like you're. Oh. you're sort of, it depends on the fish, Chris. Right. If you grab that manatee, you're sort of hugging it. You know, it's it's, it's can, a, there's a whole lot of there's 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 a whole uh-huh. you know a whole system. It's good that you can hug a manatee. Yeah, you can. It's it's actually kind of, I really like a that there's a cow. I really like there's will. just a dumb little manatee, and instead of like being a fast know? manatee, it's just you grab it and you actually move slower than you were already <laughs> swimming, and it's really funny. That's yeah, pretty good. Yeah, it's really nice. That's like when you grab the like the sort of hippie VW van in mm-hmm. Tony Hawk. Right. So this game is very similar to Tony Hawk in many respects. <laughs> I think that's what we I don't learned. actually think that's a, th- a vehicle that exists in Tony Hawk, but I mean, if it did, that's probably what would happen. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, I have, I, have no, I have no more to say about this game other than um, I think people should play it if you enjoyed Flower and Journey. Uh, the thing I would note is that 
I don't regret playing this game. It's, it was really, you know, it was. It's like two hours long, which I think is like a perfect amount of time for this sort of thing. Uh-huh. And uh, there were a few moments that were really just stunning. Um, but I will say that it 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 hems so closely to the flower and journey mm-hmm. mold that by the end, just even looking at kind of the major beats of what occurs, I was kind of half rolling my eyes at a few different times, going like, "Oh, this is the thing from. Oh, this is the moment from Flowery. Okay, yeah, all right." So, but. That being said, it's not like I wasn't enjoying it still. It's just right. I kind of feel like it's so closely following that, you know. Well, so you've sort of – you've actually <clears> – <throat> that answers a, in part a question I was going to ask you. So to like sort of – for the rest of that question, I guess, does it feel to you that this overall design concept is something that st- could stand up to repeated use? Because it seems that, you know – both as a player and a game developer, it often feels as though non-combat game designs that are not kind of uh, a particular sort of adventure game, mm-hmm. you know, model, often feel like they exhaust themselves quickly. And that's not, to me, an argument against them. That's like one of the things that is a challenge as a game designer when you're yeah. trying to make games that aren't combat-based is that it so frequently feels like you have to come <clears> up with so so many particular pieces of artifice yeah. to explain like what are your obstacles and what are the things for, like giving you friction in the experience that aren't combat and then like what is the reason for it and this and that that often it feels as though those things are so specific yeah. that when another developer or the same developer does it again it's like oh it's just it just feels so like similar but maybe that's just because we're trained to expect certain things i don't know does this feel does it feel to you like the experience you had where you sometimes found yourself a little too conscious of the echoes back to flower and the echo of the dolphins back to flower yes. and uh, 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 journey and so on. Did those feel like, oh, that's because of the shared lineage um, and the sort of overlap of developers and maybe they were just using the same tricks too much or did it feel like fundamentally this formula is something that is prone to that? Um, I, th- I think it's I think it's prone to that because I think it is is obviously derived out of that problem of we 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 want to make a non-combat you know exploration game but at a certain point unless we put some kind of gate on a door what else are we going to have the player do we can't create 4 hours of this content all we can do is create 2 hours of this content so we need to just kill some time because people won't be happy if it's mm-hmm. 40 minutes you know mm-hmm. like it felt like I thought the game was going to end at like 40 minutes in and I was kind of okay with that you know the class mm-hmm. it, it, like it really felt like I'd sort of seen all of the the new tricks in the right. bag and then a few puzzles were uh there's a chain on the door and I have to follow the chain and when I get to this, mm-hmm. the end of the chain there's a thing and I hit x and then it opens the chain and shows me that the door opened and that was it and there was nothing right. there was nothing enjoyable between a and b mm-hmm. and so I feel like if they had done that maybe even one or two more times in the game, I it just barely squeaked through right, for me, right, you right. know, where it just uh-huh. felt like, okay, if this had been even a little bit more laborious, I would have been unhappy. Yeah. If you knew that at the end of every long hollow was a chain you had oh. to follow in a random direction. <laughs> I was starting to get that itch. I was like, oh, man, if they're just, oh, if this just turns into the, chain get, game. Yeah, I'm, you, oh. you get to the, like, cross intersection with three chains going off yep. in the distance. And oh, like, yeah. Oh, there, no. there, there was that yeah. moment, and then that was it, I think. Okay. And if they had if they had really just blown it out into that, yeah. uh, I would have been really unhappy. I think, eh, I again, like, I, I really enjoyed the game, so I can't fault it for following that formula. I think, I think to answer yeah. your question, uh, 
it does stand up as long as they're just conscious of kind of where your head is at within yeah. that within that i i do wish that at this point when when the camera is follow you know shooting down a tunnel and showing me a door i could hit a button and it would just skip that stupid thing you know yeah. i just feel like there are a few things that would actually just make that as somebody who's played a lot of these games more enjoyable i you know i understand why they're doing it for people yeah. who haven't played journey or whatever they need to understand how these mm-hmm. like very simple mm-hmm. things work but for people who have already played it i feel like there's still some tweaks that they could throw in there that would at least cut through that and i i really don't fault the formula um as a whole, because I, I I do really enjoy these games, and sure. also the soundtrack is fantastic because oh, it's cool. Austin Wintery and it, you oh know, yeah, it's, yeah. it's Can't just go wrong. yeah. So I don't know. Eh, I really enjoy the game. I so can't. Here, here's a <laughs> hypothesis that you know, as with everything that I say on this podcast, is not you know I haven't thought this through beyond thinking about it a, a second ago. But uh, I wonder if you know because the 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 problem i described you know in game development where you're trying to figure out how to prolong an experience that doesn't have the fairly natural friction provided by combat or some some other sort of like physical conflict um or or puzzle solving or what have you like sort of puzzly puzzle solving um i wonder if when if the challenge in prolonging prolonging those experiences beyond you know a few hours might simply be pointing to some kind of like overall truth is way too strong to put it, but some like general dynamic that maybe that's just about the amount of time. That's a reasonable amount of time to spend telling some kind of story without wearing out its welcome and being too long. And maybe that's why movies generally last that long. And like when I looked at the clock and I saw that I had spent about two hours on, on this game and as I was playing it, 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 you know these games oh, to me always feel a bit like animated features, you know, mm-hmm. and just sort of the the pacing of everything yeah. and kind of just the the sort of expressiveness and everything. And I I felt like yeah, if this thing had been about ninety minutes or you know a hundred minutes, which is sort of the average running time of like a Disney film, you know, I would have been really really happy. And yeah, I I kind of agree that it, it you know at this point it just feels like maybe that's a game like this. Maybe that is the the right sort of yeah. amount of time to be spending on on that kind of thing. I don't know. Yeah. And of course, I'm, you know, that is there's a big wrench in that theory which is the increasing <sighs> success of um serialized television which tells a consistent, you know, beginning to end story over now like anywhere from 6 to 20 hours in a given season. But I, you know, I think <clears throat> that stuff is often quite repetitive as well and um that stuff is also way more about a rhythm and about a bunch of endpoints that then loop around into a bigger thing, yeah. which is mm-hmm. whereas games like this seem way more interested in trying to create one continuous, yes. never ending sort of yeah, like that's true. I mean, just from the, the, the that game company games in particular are like about like just mm-hmm. trying to get you into a weird narrative mm-hmm. flow state the entire Erase time. Any breaks? Yeah, yeah. Yep. it's all about yeah. the flow, and and, sure. and the music yeah. really carries you through that. It, it's a game that should be played in one sitting. And I think if this game had been stretched to the extent where you had to play it in a couple of sittings, it would have just fallen apart. Yeah. You know, it just yeah. would have turned into some we're gonna weird binge like, watch the entire that game company and all <laughs> and all progeny in one sitting. Yeah. We won't sleep until we complete all of the games. <laughs> all of these relaxing meditative adventures. We're gonna slam them down. Roll off your board. <laughs> I feel like you started this episode by secretly telling the audience you were going to say roll off the board as many times <laughs> yeah, as you can. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Slide, 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 slide,
It's a good game. Well, cool. You played RimWorld. You've I, gotten deep into you've you've probably gotten deeper into RimWorld than I have in a way. Perhaps you're playing it alone. <laughs> That's true. Well, it's, that, yeah. I, well, I have so much. Having played RimWorld on a stream now for like two weeks, I have so much more sympathy for you. When we stream together, you're you're usually the one playing the game most of the mm. time, and I have so much more sympathy mm, for all of your like right. lost information and things you don't oh, notice. Yeah. In the for game. Just, so you've got a few experts in that chat telling you exactly. Yeah, which is helpful. What... I totally. Oh, I totally, it is helpful. I totally appreciate it, but I'm also realizing that. I assume you would feel the same way. My attention is basically split three different ways, which yes. is like the game itself, the chat, and then my own stream of consciousness, mm-hmm. like monologue, having to keep, to keep it from talking. being empty, yeah. d- yep. dead air. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, um, I don't want to talk about streaming as much as I want to talk about your actual experience with with RimWorld because you haven't talked about it, and I haven't seen you play it other than the one screenshot you posted of your base, which looked really impressive. Uh, I have a better one now. By I'm the way. sure you do. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, um, uh, yeah, no, this game is really fucking good. I, it's interesting. So I think that I probably played a little more Prison Architect than you guys did, simply because I'm sure that's true. I I was also kind of bummed out by the theme of that game, but I was so fascinated by the mechanics that I yeah. kind of just swallowed it for a little bit. Uh-huh. Um, I'm really glad this game exists because I think it's doing so much more than Prison Architect in many different ways and also just is also doing some of those same things and it's just like scratching that itch mm-hmm. um, for me in a big way. Um, man, so I have a question for you actually really quickly. Like yeah. what difficulty are you playing this game on? Like what are your, what, what have you oh. been sort of running with in, your, in um, your... So my first game was on the easiest possible combination which is... I think Phoebe Chillax. Mm-hmm. So there, you know, there are the three different AI yes. kind of settings. One of them is is uh, the super chill one. One of them is the classic peaks and valleys, and then one of them is completely random without any guidance. Um, and my first game was the chill one, and then the difficulty setting on top of that was the easiest one of those, which is free roam. So I just did the easiest possible thing yeah. because I'm like, I don't want to have to worry about combat. I don't like fighting in these games. I still don't for what it's worth. Mm. Um, I, I just want to, I just like building the stuff, yeah. managing the social and economic aspects. So I just, so I did the, that combination. Um, the second, my second game was a catastrophe and, and, and was over in one stream. So I don't, I think <laughs> whatever my third game, which is my, the one I'm doing now. And this, this is, it's my long haul base, which is video Jamestown. Yes. A great name suggested by someone. Very, in chat. very, very yeah. good. Strong. Uh, I think suggested by Jones comma ice cream from chat. Anyway, that is being played on Cassandra classic. It was sort of just classic up and down yeah. AI, which I think was the first one that was, that went into the game. Mm-hmm. I, I, I could be wrong. Uh, and the base builder difficulty, which is a notch mm. up from what I was playing before. So I started playing this game on Cassandra Challenging. Okay. <laughs> so I just fucking went into the middle mm-hmm. of the like maw. Yeah. And I think I can um, imagine doing that if I didn't start on a stream. Yeah, I would imagine that as well. I, I think if I had started streaming this game, I would have been a little more timid, but I just fucking went for it. Mm-hmm. Um it's man. So, uh, are you well, also sub question? Are you playing on the Iron Man, Iron Man uh, setting or like the, um, the? I don't even notice. I don't think I noticed what that. Oh, is. like the permadeath thing. So you can't save. You can only. Oh, um, I've never reloaded a save anyway. So I okay. might as well be. I okay, mean, I'm not yeah. technically, but I on a stream I wouldn't. Please. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. <laughs> so yeah, uh, I I have just fucking gone for it, and I will say that. Um, at this point, I actually think I burned through 
the challenge of that mode and uh which mode of 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 just sort of the classic the uh-huh. classic mode and the classic setup so i i started off um playing with the uh the, the standard setup which is three Me set, too. settlers and um i man the importance of those the early character generation oh yeah that is that can't be overstated yeah. because I didn't, first of all, I didn't even realize like what any of the game was when I first started playing. You know, like I'm just, oh, okay, I guess you just have some characters and there's like settlers or something. I don't know what the hell. Oh, man. Yeah, their stats are very important. Oh, yeah. I, man. When Especially I sp- because some people are physically incapable of performing yeah. some tasks. My first game, like half of my people were incapable of hauling things. Like mm-hmm. they couldn't, they would refuse to oh, just man. move things. I don't have any tolerance for that another. anymore. I don't either. No, no, no. Not, I don't either. I just Those euthanize. people are out. Just, yeah. I just harvest God. their organs and go and move on. <laughs> I haven't harvested any organs. <laughs> oh, well, you haven't hit the real metagame, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I mean, I've, I've actually played a couple of rounds of this. So I'm trying to pull out like any specific, uh, stories that i might have but like the you have a large graveyard or at least you did in the oh uh, man i had a mega i had arlington cemetery just going up next door to me it was gross uh i actually just hit a rut where i didn't have anybody who could research and so because of that i couldn't get the crematorium um tech which means that i don't have that either Oh, okay. Well, that means you can just build a, a furnace that you, people will oh. just automatically throw bodies into the furnace. I like having the, the graveyard, though. I like building sarcophagi for my... Dude, I think one of the differences between when I'm playing on a stream is that part of what I'm playing for is, like, drama and sort of, like, symbolic mm. gestures, you know what I mean? Because people are watching it. So, like, I'll build... Instead of regular graves, I'll build elaborate artistic sarcophagi mm-hmm. for notable... Like, my original settlers who have died right. all have... And and in fact, that pays off because um, uh, at one point, so d- my uh, Danielle has been, Nick and Danielle have both been among, Nick Goldblum Brecken and Danielle Jr. Mintz Riendo have each been part of my original crew in all three of my games. And Danielle, sadly, in my current game, died a while ago. Oh, man. What was crazy, though, is that like- They ate her corpse. Is, <laughs> no, so I built a sarcophagus and put her in it. Yeah. Also, the sarcophagus was- uh, was amazing. Oh no, that that's a graphic. Well, there's a different sarcophagus that was amazing. That I'll tell you about. But uh, <laughs> this guy wanders in yeah. from like off the side of the world, like months later, and uh, joins my settlement. He comes to join my settlement. I'm like, okay, great. And then I re- the first thing I noticed, like, oh my god, his name's Riendo. Like, who the hell is this <laughs> yeah. guy? He is the husband. Mm-hmm. He's a, he's Danielle's widower. Yeah. And every once in a while, he will just wander out of the base and go visit her sarcophagus and just hang out there for a while. It's the craziest shit. I mean, like, it's it's such a simple little thing, but it's like yeah. the first time that the first time I noticed he was just standing there like, holy shit. It's that. I don't know. Like, this game does some really powerful it's, things. It's, it's actually really, really interesting. I had a, a woman who was my cook. Um, and she was like 62. Oh, by the way, <laughs> so there's a funny quirk that I realized I was character genning my group, uh, the first three dudes and, um, you know, they, so they can auto gen sort of the relationships, right? So like yeah. if you hit uh-huh. randomize, it'll often say like, oh, this person's the daughter of right. this person, uh-huh. um, which is really cool. Uh, I had that happen to me and the husband or that, sorry, not the husband, the, the dad, uh, of this, of uh, you know, of this, of this woman, uh, was like sixty six, and I was like, oh, that's cool. And I clicked on her, and she was 
69, I think. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, okay, yeah. this In is an interesting... of this game, that actually completely makes sense. It totally makes sense, right? Yeah. You're, you've just... Is uh, that because there's a bunch of FTL travelers? Yeah, yeah, there's like, both There's both cryosleep and there's, there's faster-than-light travel. And so all characters have both a biological age and a chronological age. Yeah. And sometimes... Their chronic- chronological age is like 800 years old. Oh, that rules. So, yeah. like, in this case, uh, dad was in cryosleep longer or traveling, yes. yeah. Uh, yeah. doing more yeah. hyper- hyperspace travel. Uh-huh. Yeah. Hilarious. Good. Yeah. God damn it. There's some really good stuff. Um, yeah, I had this woman that was that was sort of my cook. Uh, you know, I just sort of checked off all the other things that she could possibly do. And I was like, no, you're you're the cook. You're just doing it. And she was really unhappy for like four or five years just being the cook. And I don't blame her. I mean, it's, just, it's like a really, years. Wow. yeah, it's like a really boring job in this game to just like take the corn out of the thing and put it yeah. on the table and like do the thing. And like my, my, my cook room was shitty. So she was upset that the room was <laughs> shitty. Room? Your kitchen? The kitchen. Nick Brecken? Well, it's not a kitchen so much as like a, you it's know, a cook I mean, room. It's a cook room. And. There's a butcher table. Don't you call your crematorium? This is well, his meth den. <laughs> yes. No, that's my whole. That's my whole. Uh, my whole uh, uh, colony. Um, the, so there's the. There's there's a butcher table there too, which yeah, means that right. every time she butchers an animal, it makes the floor bloody. Right. So that place was always just a mess. Like she right. was just living in the yeah. worst shittiest the area abattoir. of my entire base. Yeah. And uh, so she did that like for four, four or five years and was really unhappy. And then she met this guy. And they started developing a relationship, and I was so happy for her. I was like, yeah. oh, you did it. I think her name was Hoon. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, Hoon, you made it. You got you got this guy. I'm going to build your royal bed here in the corner. Right. Right. I'm going to you, give you a big room with carpet. Yeah. I'm oh, going to just go all out. I'm Love carpeting carpet. your room. Oh, this is just your your life. You're on the up and up. I'm going to I'm going to pay you back, Hoon. Right. This is going to be fantastic. Yeah. And then that guy ate shit in like a day. <laughs> like they had their honeymoon and, you know, the honeymoon period lasts for like 2 weeks. Right. And he died on like the day 1 of the honeymoon. <laughs> oh, no. And I was so sad. And so, you know, what's funny about it is that like in the status effects she gets the honeymoon bonus still. It doesn't right. go away. Right. But then underneath that, it says, like, my husband died and I'm really unhappy. Yeah. So there was this, like, balancing effect going on where she so was like, well, I'm on vacation. Right. Yeah. But uh, yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then I realized that, like, because everybody else in the base was so busy, he had died in bed from, like, a disease or something that, like, nobody had hauled away his body. And so she was just oh, sleeping no. every night in oh, bed with her dead husband oh, on no. her honeymoon. Oh, like, no. her honeymoon was, like, sleeping with the that's corpse why, of her husband. That's why she's still neutral is because she's in mental shock. She's basically in mental shock. <laughs> right, yeah, that's true. She hasn't quite she's fully whispering to the, picked up on yeah. what has gone on here. So, finally, they get rid of him, and she just loses it and just, like, goes insane. And what I realized is that, and this is total error on my part, I picked the one pyromaniac in my group to be the cook. <laughs> and so... To replace her, or to or she is one? No, 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 she is one. Wow. She, is, she was five just, years without... Yeah, she never lit a fire. Wow. And I had no, I had never, like, noticed that she Danielle's was a pyromaniac. was a pyromaniac in my first game, and she was oh, constantly man. lighting things up. Oh, yeah, Hoon was so good about it, and then yeah. her husband died, and then once the honeymoon ran out... Oh, man. She was just lighting it up, and so I arrested her and threw her in prison. <laughs> right. And then she just started, like, going berserk in prison and just, like, bashing down the walls... <laughs> And every time she'd bash down a wall, I had to like have a guy go and just knock her out. And I just, I w- that went on for so long yeah, because I just is, really that cycle didn't. Is brutal. I, well, and I felt so bad. I didn't want to like 
you know, kill who? Like, mm-hmm. she didn't deserve any yeah, of this. Like, so I, I'm the, I'm the reason that all of this <laughs> happened. Her whole yeah. shitty life yeah. was generated by my decision to just stick her in a room and make her cook for me. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I can't do this. And then eventually, like, of course, just one of the guys that have, you had to like wake up in the middle of the night. I mean, there was just the same guy whose job it was to just go knock her out in the middle of the night and put her back to bed and like bandage her up. And of course, he accidentally kills her. At one point, and I was just like, "Oh my god, this is such a shitty story that's been generated." I've had so many weird, shitty stories like that happen to me. Like my first dog in the very first game I played, my first dog got both of its legs ripped off. Whoa! And so it was just both of its legs. No, all three. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Well, well. (laughs) Oh, sorry, all three. (laughs) No, no, space dog. Well, whatever. Uh, No, I'm I'm just I'm literally talking about like its ability to walk. Uh, I Uh think I think they can walk with two. Uh-huh. Um, but then th- all like like the, th- the three legs that it needs to walk were were gone. So it had it had one leg uh-huh. and was stuck uh-huh. in bed. Oh no! Somehow this happened where it had enough. I guess somebody hauled it back to its bed. Right after this happened, and then oh, God. I had a guy save its life. But then it was just stuck in bed forever. Right and. Like I didn't know what to do because I think at that point I didn't realize you could operate on 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 people and pets and things and give them peg legs right, and stuff. Right. And so I just oh, kept you could have had a three it. peg leg dog. I, I know. Played this right. I screwed up, but I just kept feeding it for years. <laughs> and and so basically, it, your base's mascot. Yeah, it was. It was like oh man, it was it was just this little dog. And like when people would feed it, it would get really happy in its bed and just sort of squirm around. Right. And that's but that's all I could do. Right. <laughs> And, like, you know, people would just go and visit and, like, you know, talk yeah, to the dog. Uh-huh. And, like, if there was, like, a raid going on, people would hide with the dog. Was it was but, it bonded to one of the people in your base? Uh, it was. Did it have a master? Yeah, or? yeah. Uh-huh. And and so I've just had these weird stories uh-huh. of just, like, longevity, right. but, but but just horrible, tragic yeah, longevity. Like, it's just, it's, it's really, really str- It's really strange, but yeah. it's really, really good. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Now I'm breeding elephants. That's my. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I've gotten into the whole animal. <laughs> I'm into the animal game now. I'm, I, I had a every, whole every uh, like turn yeah. in the path of this. Is I bred I had one a- emu. I have a pet oh, yeah. emu that I raised from an, from yeah, those an are egg. Good. Did you name it? Um, I don't think you can. I don't think you can rename animals. Can you? I think you can. Are emus oh, really? from yeah. eggs? Mm-hmm. Yeah, emus grow out of mm-hmm. an egg. I don't know what an emu. Like emus are a bird. Yeah. Oh yeah, duh. Of course, it's a yeah. bird. Yeah, I had a whole family <laughs> of emus. A bird come from an egg? An emu is a former dinosaur. Comes out of an egg. Ah. Um. So you're saying RimWorld is like Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, uh, it is in that it, it is a just chaos theory and life yeah. finds a way and whatever else. And like <laughs> well, dogs true. have no legs. It's true. Dogs have a leg. All three of their legs have been removed. <laughs> All three of this dog's legs have been removed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You guys want to take a break? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Have you tried the... Um, the setup where it's just one guy. No, the Rich Explorer. I really <laughs> yeah. want to. I'm really playing as Rich Explorer. Oh, nice. And Cool Explorer. Uh, <laughs> cool Explorer showed up very, very soon afterwards. Oh yeah. Uh, but um, that is fucking brutal. Yeah. Like I'm playing that one on challenging, and uh, you start with um, turrets. So oh, crazy. You so you can, can instantly set up a. You compound. can instantly set up like a very small compound, but that's like it. So it's yeah. just four walls right. and a turret outside. God, you've got to just. Really nail the random generation on that one guy, huh? Well, yeah, and because they've got to be able to do everything. 
Yeah, basically. And uh, I did it in the tropical jungle, too, which was like an extra challenge mm. uh, because you immediately have to just start building coolers, coolers like yeah. fucking crazy. Um, that's my new, that's my new, like... Yeah, you know, I'm excited to try that one. Yeah, it's yeah. it's brutal. Okay, now real break. Oh, okay. <laughs> God, the end game of that game is fucking nuts. Like, have you gotten to the mechanoid, like... You guys just talk about it next week. Stop invasions it. and shit? No. Oh, uh, yes, and I died. I completely oh, died. Oh, man. Yes. I, I got into this n- crazy fucking thing where it's like, what? What? I'm just talking. <laughs> ah, All right. Break. Ah, all right. Video this episode of Idle Thumbs is brought to you by Casper. Casper manufactures obsessively engineered mattresses at a shockingly fair price. They make them right here in America and send them to you in a tiny box the most American way to send you something um, because it explodes out of the box in a really amusing display of mattress power. Casper mattresses are only $500 for a twin size mattress, uh, $950 for a king, and then sort of appropriately spaced in between. But here's the thing. If you go, I'm about to tell you what the thing is. Nick oh, what, what is it? Uh, the thing is that if you go to casper.com. Whoa. Yeah. Casper dot com uh, slash thumbs whoa okay whoa okay yeah. and and use the offer code thumbs okay got it you will get fifty dollars towards any mattress purchase that's a lot of money it is fifty dollars towards any mattress for a on the lot site. of mattress I, it's true <laughs> they also sell uh an adaptive pillow whoa. i am i am thinking of going on there and buying that adaptive pillow because i have slept on a casper mattress but i have not slept on a Casper adaptive pillow, and that is exciting to me. They've also got bed sheets. They've got all the things you need. Is for, it an adaptive bed sheet? I think it's just a. I think it's just a nice bed. Just sheet. Just a nice bed sheet. Okay, that's like a, fine. You will adapt to the niceness of these bed sheets quickly. Uh, so if go to Casper.com/thumbs, use the promo code thumbs, get fifty dollars towards any mattress purchase. They're already priced well. This makes it even better, and uh, they got all kinds of other bed stuff for you. Casper.com/thumbs with the promo code thumbs. Thanks, Casper. Video games. This episode of Idle Thumbs is also brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is the fastest, easiest, most user-friendly and beautiful way to make your very own website, portfolio, blog, or online store. Um, I have used it to make websites before. It is incredibly straightforward. You drag and drop elements on the page. Essentially, it's sort of a what you see is what you get editor. You can just Browse the site in real time as you add stuff to it. Put it live whenever you want. You can get started without a credit card so you can, you know, try for yourself and make sure it's what you want. If you go to squarespace.com, you can sign up for that account. And then when you check out, use the promo code THUMBS for 10% off. Yeah, 10% off your first order when you are ready to settle up. Uh, And here's the thing. If... Here's the other thing. This is a thing that is important to tell oh. you. Yeah. If you sign up for a year, you will get a free domain name thrown in there as well. Nice. Yeah. So you basically get everything you need to have the entire website uh, designed and published. Under your front, control. Under <laughs> under your control. <laughs> uh, yes. It is, it is amazing how sort of far-reaching these tools are. I've started to notice... Um, a lot of sites made with Squarespace recently, just sort of browsing around the internet, not looking for that in particular, but just you know being familiar with Squarespace and seeing that. 
Um, they also, here's the thing. I don't think I've mentioned this before, but it is nice. Squarespace has 24 seven customer support. Um, it's, it's a pretty easy to use service, but if you do need, um, help or clarification on anything, they have people 24 seven ready to help you out to make your website with your wacky domain. Please get the wackiest domain possible. Yeah. I mean, you owe it to yourself. Squarespace.com with the promo code thumbs. Thanks, you, Squarespace. Video game. Do you think that dot balloon is an as a top level domain that you can get at this point? That seems like that would be a fun one. I don't know. I mean, like Chris Ramo dot balloon, like with just some happy pictures of you. I don't think it is. You don't. Uh, so work on that. I can so that I can open up a Squarespace <laughs> webpage. I don't think it is, Jake. But um, it just seems like it'd one be a day. Fun one. I mean, I think eventually that's going to happen. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, the writing's on the wall. <laughs> the writing's on the balloon, written in a sharpie, made a lot of squeaking. Okay. Thanks, Squarespace. You're welcome. Happy birthday, dot balloon. <laughs> That'll go instantly. Yeah, sad dot balloon. Just <laughs> kids with deflated balloons. <laughs> Hopefully, bad dot balloon. <laughs> bad dot balloon and sad dot balloon. Yeah, they're very different though. Bad balloon is like shitty, <laughs> shitty mylar birthday balloons, and sad balloons oh, is like yeah. kids holding the helium balloon that's just like neutrally mm. buoyant and like floating right. sort of near their waist. <laughs> right. Yeah, those are my two Squarespace image blogs. <laughs> And then there's dad.balloon. <laughs> <laughs> Some cross posts between yeah. both, of those, both of those blogs. Sad dad balloon. Sounds like a weird, like a weird saying. That's, sad dad balloons is probably like sad, all the, the hallmarks of sad balloons, but with a dad trying to like incur it. Like, yeah. right. no, no, it's still fun. Trying to like come up with a thin reason why it's cool that the balloon is not fun. Look at the sunglasses on that bear. Are we back? Whoa, Jake! You've played hours and hours of Headlander. I've been I've been landing heads for hours. Uh, you and Spaff talked about Headlander a bit last week, and I'd mm-hmm. been meaning to play it, uh, and I did. A thing that you you talked about a little bit, but I had not fully uh, like internalized in my understanding of Headlander is how little jumping is involved inside of this game. How little jumping? There's how no little? Jumping. There's literally no jump. I mean, your yeah. head can fly around, mm-hmm. but it's. Um, the thing that I, the thing that's keeping me in Headlander, I think, is that it is a game that has this huge sprawling Metroidvania structure. Like its map just looks like it could be a map to any classic Metroid or Castlevania game. Right. But none of the actual traversal and none of the actual none of the puzzle solving and none of the combat works remotely like any of those games because mm-hmm. of the fact that you're stuck on the ground the entire time. And seeing what the team has done to build out a game of this scope, which is, you know, not super Metroid length from what I can tell, but still, like, I'm five hours in and I suspect that I have another hour or so of the game. It's pretty chunky. Um, Just, it it, it ends up resulting in everything feeling like a puzzle in a way that I like. Like, there's obviously a ton of combat in this game. A a ton of this game is based around the, when you get inside of the body of a security guard, uh, you have a laser gun and right. your lasers shoot. But the fact that they, the lasers are all bounce based mm-hmm. uh, is interesting. You know, like I think you talked about this last week, but you can get in a red, orange, yellow, green, blue, or purple soldier. And that's the, the rainbow is the clearance level. So you can get into, incre- uh, like if you're a purple guy, you can get into every door. Whereas if you're a red guy, you can only get into red doors. And then there's in between. Uh, but also their lasers are, are more powerful and they get an additional bounce off of a wall. So the more, uh, 
also the like you get enemies with increasingly weird spreads where you have uh, yeah. the later security guards. They're still the single laser guys, but you'll also end up with characters that shoot like a rate five radiant lasers at a time, or characters whose lasers shoot in these sort of prismatic geometric patterns. Um, and it all ends up resulting in. I mean, honestly, it ends up resulting in a chaotic mess a lot of the time. But there are <laughs> yeah. moments where it ends up getting incredibly focused, and you feel like you're at, you're sort of using the layout of the space plus these weapons to solve to solve things. Ah, I don't I don't know. It's just I was I was not expecting the actual moment to moment stuff to feel as different from usual Metroidvania yeah, stuff as it is very does. different. Yeah. That, and then that contrasted with when you pop your head off of a guy and fly it around. Um, which I guess is kind of uh, kind of maps to like the ball mode in Metroid Prime or something almost, where you suddenly mm. find yourself off isolated in the world. The fact that you're just like a little free floating asteroids spaceship again makes it feel different than like there's um, if you f- if you fall off of an edge as a as a, a civilian or a soldier, obviously you fall down to the ground. But other than that one thing, gravity has nothing to do with Headlander, mm-hmm. which is really cool. Like the lasers. Uh, the projectiles are all laser based and your characters all just move laterally and then your head can just stay suspended in air. So like it just, all of the actual problems that you're solving are, are, are new, even right. though, even though the structure of it is familiar and that's like, it's, it's holding me. That, pretty, that's a pretty good strong. point. I hadn't, I, you're, you're totally right about gravity playing no part in this game, which is just unusual for a game that looks and and is structured like this otherwise also a thing that i that occurred to me when nick you were describing sort of how much mileage you get just out of sort of flipping your character around in abzu and and just the 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 feel and and look of the movement that's definitely something that um is not as central to headlander as in that game obviously but just the feeling of sort of guiding the head around in space and watching the sort of jet trail behind it and sort of yep. looping around when you're just going through like a boring hallway where it's just like, okay, I'm just, I'm literally just in a Metroid way, just backtracking to get to this point, mm-hmm. but I'm just going to kind of like goof around with the head. It's just that kind of thing is nice when it feels tuned well and looks cool. And yeah, you know, it, it, yeah, it's, it's, it's nice. That, that, that mode switch between being inside of a body and it being all about like, Jumping between teleport teleporters to try and navigate the space, like because you can't jump, a lot of the level ends up becoming almost a strange. Uh, it becomes a maze, and it ends up mm-hmm. feeling almost like like the old like. Um, I mean, honestly, it actually kind of feels like. Um, oh man, I just forgot the name of it. Well, like old ele- elevator action games or uh, Tom Francis's game Gunpoint. Gunpoint, yeah. like Gunpoint has jumping in it, but Gunpoint also has a lot of like. You're you're using elevators and stairs to get right. up and down levels, uh-huh. and then you're watching what guards do and doing strange things to make them die. Um, but you know, Headlander also, like I said, devolves into okay. I don't actually know what I'm supposed to do in this situation, so I'm just going to become a flying head and vacuum people's heads off until I get to where I need to go. Right. But um, and it also had one very extended sequence where I had to unlock like what seemed like 30 different elevators to unlock one bigger elevator, which was the slowest point in the entire game. But, uh, you know, um, yeah. Also, as we talked about last week, every single thing in this game just looks good. Yep. Like when you are that stupid head flying around, um, even just like, uh, 
I've upgraded my head thrust power a bazillion <laughs> times, and now like the jet trail seems like the the flame is really big and looks really good, and also yeah. like it leaves a lingering smoke trail behind that almost looks like cigarette smoke, which maybe I'm assuming is just because every single thing in this game is, uh, despite being like uh, incredibly polished 60s looking stuff, everything also feels slightly dirty and lascivious. So like mm. the fact that your character leaves what looks like just a cigarette smoke trail behind him, I've, I enjoy very much. But the way that like even just that stuff sort of swirls around in your wake is 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 good. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, there's a hu- an incredibly high attention to visual detail in this game. Yeah. Yep. As you'd expect from a Lee, a Lee Petty. Oh, there have been, uh, there's, parents. there's stuff in this that I, that I don't want to, uh, give away, but there, there have been some surprising, surprising moments with music in this game. Um, mm. there, yeah, there's, there's some stuff in there that's really good. There's one, there's one moment that I, that I want to talk about for half a second that I really enjoyed, which is I got drafted into some sort of robot resistance. Um, and this is like you've been on this like crazy leveling chain, and this is a total double fine thing. But the robot resistance, I guess, doesn't have any robot bodies to spare because they are robots. Uh, so they give you the only one they could find. It's just the shittiest, dumpiest. Like <laughs> it's like everything else is like sixties, seventies, eighties sci-fi, and they just give you this fucking shitty, rusted-out fifties robot on roller skates <laughs> that can just like do this like jaunty like, a like in space. Yeah, it could yeah. just do like a happy like Santa Claus walk. Or it looks like it's like it does like the haters gonna hate walk while roller skating around, and you're just fucking stuck in that after like. Uh, it's really good. You and you have this just epic, epic shit, and then the game goes okay, hitting the hard load screen, and anyway, welcome to this roller skating like whistling <laughs> haters gonna hate guy. I don't know, like it, it has things like that that I like out of a double fine game. In addition to interesting mechanics that for me haven't worn out their welcome, and it's really nice. That's all. Cool. That's all I have to say about that. Headlander. Headlander. If this is, I mean, also, obviously, this is not going to be a game to everyone's tastes, but... Uh, well, what is? Uh, Far Cry 2. Minecraft. <laughs> Mario. <laughs> All right, well... Oh, also, the shag carpet uh, effect in this game is, like, the best that I've ever seen. That's all. You sold me. It's got real good... Like, <laughs> I was undecided after there, but then I realized oh, it's a game for me. <laughs> reactive <laughs> reactive taste. shag carpet floors in your Metroidvania. Very strong. Yeah, that actually does sound really good. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So what else is going on in the world of video games? I mean, I feel like we've talked about the three video games that are out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, we could do render mail. Yeah, that seems good. Sure. Let's do that. All right. Um, let's see. So we have decent, I'm a pretty good, lots of mail, actually. We have a couple good emails. Yeah, I had to upgrade my, <laughs> my appraisal of how much mail we have. Uh, all right. Michaela Walker says, hey, Thumb Thumbs. I'm currently listening to this week's podcast and the comment about your collusion and sneaky biases I'm kidding, uh, don't worry. In the video game world got me thinking. I would love to hear uh, conversations with developers that you know and love on your podcast. Maybe that would be a separate podcast or something. But one of the aspects of Idle Thumbs that makes it so special is everyone's intimate knowledge of development in the worlds of both AAA and indie games. And I'd really love to hear you guys interview other developers and such about making games. Anyway, I love you Sneaky Boots colluders. Hmm. And the views you put forth on your pods. Michaela. There I are think two this podcasts. Reader, yeah, I think she, oh, well, two you say two. Well, uh, have I got news for oh, you, three. everyone? On IdleThumbs.net, the Idle Thumbs podcast network, we have not one but two, but not one, not two, 
but three podcasts with developers interviewing each other, and they are all real good. I mean, they're all we have three of them because they've they've all ended over time. But there's a huge library of these. Mm-hmm. Um, if you go to idlethumbs.net/slash/shows, you can look around for uh, the most recent one, Playscape Los Angeles, which was hosted by. Uh, Teddy Deef, who uh, worked on Hyperlight Drifter, and he also worked with Brendan Chung on that Fitzpackerton Game Jam game that we talked about. Mm-hmm. Uh, he interviewed a bunch of game developers and also just sort of games culture people in general in the Los Angeles area um, over this last year as Hyperlight Drifter was finishing up. It's great. There's an ongoing uh, game developer interviewing game developer podcast that we host called Designer Notes, which is hosted either by Soren Johnson, who uh, worked on... Civ 4 and uh, Offworld Trading Company, and uh, also sometimes hosted by Adam Saltzman of Finji Games. He made Cannibalt. He's working on Overland, and they've interviewed a ton of game developers uh, in sort of just long-form discussions of their careers and of their design philosophies. And then Steve Gaynor, uh, uh, occasionally of Idle Thumbs and also of Bioshock 2 and Gone Home and Tacoma, did a podcast called Tone Control, where he interviewed a ton of game designers as well. So um, it... All these shows range from talking to indie folks all the way to like interviewing people like Ken Levine and Tim Schafer and people who had hands in the creation of Warcraft, Warcraft and stuff and like that. that. So yeah. like uh-huh. it's um you know yeah. Hopefully this is what uh, hopefully that's the kind of thing this reader is looking for. I think she will find a huge trove of this exact kind of thing on our website. Yep. It's yeah we mentioned all the time that we have other podcast on our website but um it may get sort of just lost in the lost in the shuffle that that is like we do have a massive library of this stuff at this point it's kind of it's not the three of us doing any any of the interviews but all of the hosts do a great job with this stuff it's good shows for sure Mm -hmm. yep they're all developers and all good at talking so it's like all collusion all the time if that's also what you were wanting (laughs) to look for but you had to sort of play it off as a joke in the email but it's secretly what you want Mm -hmm. um listen to developers collude discreetly um, okay, so uh, let's see collude here. with me, my lord. <laughs> <laughs> Samantha Fuller writes, uh, "Hi, I desire a cold bloom. I have a question: Can a cold bloom be used over a cup of hot coffee to protect my hands from the heat? I'm not asking if it can keep my drink hot, just if it will protect prevent the cup from singeing my hands. If not, I would still love to purchase the cold bloom for all my cold beverages and phone charging station needs whenever it is they come back in stock. Summarily, sincere, summarily, sincere, summarily, <laughs> summarily, Samantha Fuller. Um, P.S. I've been listening since the start of Idle Thumbs and I've been a big fan of your show and your Twitch streams. Thanks for the work you do to keep the show going. Anyway, she goes on. That's very kind. Um, yes. Really? You think this thing, that thing would fit over a coffee mug? I mean, I don't think it would fit over a mug. I think it would fit over like uh, a... Oh, it would fit over like a crappy if you have like, paper cup. If you have like that, a paper cup from yeah. uh, like a Starbucks style cup, I'm sure the cold bloom would happily insulate yes, your hand from that. It will true. not fit over a mug. You'd need a sort of a smaller, thinner mug. Mm-hmm. Also, Chris, I've noticed the through line here in these emails that you've chosen to read from readers. Dear Idle Thumbs, I'm really interested in hearing you talk about uh, your own products on this podcast. <laughs> Could you please promote your other shows and merchandise? Speaking of which, um, we, were, we, we were running out of cold blooms, uh, but the new shipment has arrived. So in the very near future, the store will be restocked again. Yeah, hopefully within a week, yep. within days. But I bet by the next time we record this podcast, cold blooms, cold blooms will, will be, be all the way back. So check, yeah. just check it out. Look at those cold blooms. Mm-hmm. Idlethumbs.net. <laughs> That's Store. us. Store.idlethumbs.net. <laughs>
Uh, okay, let's see. Um, Chris Ramo writes, have you heard about Idol Weekend hosted by <laughs> Rob uh, Zachney and Danielle Rando? <laughs> uh, Ron Crawford writes, hey, Thumbs, your ARG talk on a recent cast jogged my memory, and I was curious if any of you remembered or played the game Majestic from the early 2000s. It was a weird experimental game that it interacted with the player through top-of-the-line technology of the time, like BlackBerry messages, faxes, and AOL Instant Messenger. I was interested at the time, but as I was under 18 when it released, I had a feeling my parents might take issue with the computer game calling our home phone at all hours of the night. Thanks for all the casts, Ron. P.S. I'm also hoping this gets read as it will put my total emails being read on the cast to three, which I assume enters me into some sort of legendary status in the community or something. I eagerly await my prize. I was about to, I thought that said I eagerly await my pizza, but then I realized my brain is bad. It's, well, you got a pizza prize. a pizza party like it used to have, you know? Yeah. And sometimes in elementary school. Like when you, like when you read party. five books, you yeah. get a pizza. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, if Idle Thumbs Reader Mail also uh, like got a license from the Book It program yeah. where you get a little personal pan pizza. Yeah. Uh, if only. I mean, we could start that. Captain Proof. Invictus would have like five right. pizzas. <laughs> yeah. All of which he somehow would have sold through the steam economy <laughs> for $30,000 a piece or something. <laughs> Rare, idle thumbs, yeah. unusual pepperoni pizza. <laughs> Unique mushroom pizza. All right. Uh, Oh, what was the question? Oh, right, majestic. Sorry, I forgot oh. about the actual thing. Yeah, uh, yeah, I remember when this was around. I remember when it was. I, out. I didn't it. play it. I remember. I I feel like majestic. Like, I'm sure this has been talked about and debunked or uh, true, but it feels to me like majestic and sort of the rise of ARGs came from the David Fincher movie, The Game. Like, I feel mm. like all of the press around majestic was, oh, it's like. The thing that happens to Michael Douglas in the game, where you right. can have an expensive game yeah. that you messes right. with your life, um, which now that sort of shit seems available all around San Francisco for indulgent rich people. So the game came true after all. Um, <laughs> but I remember being so enamored with the game in high school that when I read reviews of what Majestic actually was, it seemed so underwhelming to me that I didn't mm. ever do it. Plus, yeah, I don't think I, I don't know if I was entirely old enough. I, I didn't own a fax machine and stuff, which was the other thing where I was like, yeah, am I? J- I just have email. I didn't have a cell phone. I. My phone was my modem, uh, so I didn't do it. So that's what I'm old. Um, that sounded. <laughs> my phone was my modem. <laughs> like, you know, I mean, what I mean is, you know, I couldn't receive a cool phone call at the same time as I was receiving an right. instant message right. on Instant Messenger because they were the same. Right, 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 right. So apparently, all phone calls in this game began with the canned note. This is a call from the video game Majestic, oh. which kind of dampens oh, the, oh, the coolness oh. of it. Yeah, I guess that's what happens when a company like EA makes a thing like this because they probably have lawyers saying you can't. You know, would be like, rad fraud people or something. You know, would be rad if someone. So Majestic at the time was like, your life is invaded, your BlackBerry, your fax machine. Yeah. What would be fucking awesome now is if someone said, okay, we're bringing back Majestic, and it's going to come in the Steel Battalion box, and what you're going to get is a fax machine with a USB <laughs> adapter. You're going to get a fucking BlackBerry uh, that, that is just only has the Majestic OS on it. You're going to fucking strap in to a 90s life. Yeah. Uh, you're oh, going to just set up a your CD house. radio. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, oh, man, just make all mm-hmm. of the trash. Uh mm-hmm. 
that is required for this game, uh, yeah. like basically Guitar Hero fa- controller fax machines uh, and and Blackberries and stuff. Right. Yeah. You could make a landline telephone that actually just connects to Wi-Fi. Yeah. Exactly. Receives phone calls right. from your normal internet connection. Yeah. You get a rotary handset and like yeah. a modem coupler and stuff, yeah. but it's just like okay, just so you know, you're entering. It just into plugs this... into a normal house. Yeah. But it's gonna be crazy. But uh, yeah. yeah. The 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 you pick up the receiver and set it on the phone coupler, and then an RFID connection tells your USB uh, <laughs> tells Windows 10 that they're touching each other. <laughs> and then it'll play a sound effect that sounds like a modem. If it is disconnected, it's okay. It's <laughs> It'll still work. Yeah. Disneyland would do that if there was some kind of 90s ride yeah. that they oh, could, <laughs> they could oh, like, create a weird That's The Kickstarter to bring back just... Majestic, that's the stretch goals, is we will make a USB fax machine and yeah. a USB Blackberry so you can yeah. uh, turn Majestic back on without God, having to yeah. have all this equipment. Yeah. <laughs> The, uh, the music game sort of fake instrument market's dead, but we think it's going to come back with uh, fake plastic fax machines. <laughs> like also, uh, we're just going to give you a rock band drum kit and a guitar which you will re- on which you will receive phone calls. <laughs> <laughs> they had these laying around. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure EA has just a bunch of rock band shit in a warehouse somewhere that they never moved, so why not figure out? Yeah, why not turn it into a fax machine? <laughs> Good point. Hope you're listening, EA. <laughs> this is this is exactly what that reader meant when she was talking about our yeah. insightful game de- development. Yeah. Uh, Why background. can't they turn a phone into a fax machine? I mean, a guitar. I don't even know. I don't even know what these things turn are. Turn them all into fax. Does machines. a bird come out of an egg? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, Nick Harlan writes in, Hey, Thumbs, I've been really enjoying the RimWorld streams on YouTube. I know Chris has been rather disturbed by some of the morbid uses of dead bodies in the game, and rightfully so. On that note, I was listening to NPR, and they made mention of a rather coincidentally relevant news article I thought I'd share. Um, A scientist and designer is looking to grow human skin in a lab with the express intent of making human leather for articles of clothing. Apparently, the leather is nicer feeling and better fitting than regular bovine leather. So I guess you won't have to travel to the edges of space to get your morbid clothing goods for much longer. Keep blasting those pods, you guys rock. That's terrible. <laughs> I guess. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's objectively terrible. Yeah. That's... <laughs> mm. Yeah, that's pretty bad. I don't even know what to say about it. I mean, it's not as bad as real human leather. <laughs> I guess that's not a high bar. <laughs> well, also, at what, point, at what point can you not test whether it's real or fake, and then oh. and then f- and then the real starts getting slipped into the fake supply? God, there's a picture of it, and it's just creepy oh to my see. God. It wouldn't be creepy to see if I didn't know it was human leather, but since I do, it makes it impossible for it to not be creepy. Why are we? Why did this is how the machines dispose of the bodies? All in the of future. the all of <laughs> the worst like. When you get into like the deep, deep, creepy cyberpunk, this sort of shit is yeah. what it is. And yep, now yeah. that's, but it's, it's life. It's happening. They're it's, making, oh, meat he's in got a jar. like a shoulder bag made from shoulders. <laughs> that's what I meant. <laughs> um, this is very gross. Oh, mm. there's one with a tattoo on it. Gross. Gross. But my Rimworld settlers would probably wear that in a heartbeat. Yeah. They'd probably be into it. Oh, yeah. Well, you can just do that in the game. I mean, you can yeah. butcher a human the same way you can butcher any other corpse. Yeah. And, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I did that in my first game, and it was a big disaster. Um, so this will be helpful when we go to Mars and colonize, <laughs> <yeah>. clearly. <laughs> just 
Um, okay. What else do we have here? One more email? Sure. Um, okay, so Michael DeSellencourt writes, Dear Idle Thumbs, Hearing you enjoy the programmatic Batman, I hope you'll enjoy Poe Tweet. Have you guys no. seen this ever? I have not seen this ever. I uh, I just went to this website, which is Poe Tweet, P-O-E-T-W-E-E-T, poetweet.com.br. So I guess it's a, a Brazilian website. Mm. Um, you put in a Twitter username, and then you choose one of three poem types, and it will spit out a poem based on, in that form, based on the corpus, you know, that is the combined tweet uh, history mm. of that account. So I generated one for, for each of us. Uh, oh. Yeah, I'm going to read these sonnets now. Not Donald Trump. <laughs> oh, I could do that. I'll do that after. <laughs> um, so here's mine. The poem is named I Guess. I Guess <laughs> by Chris Remo. Prez to appear without farm team, tone which is less ambiguous. Jam than doing a wizard jam stream, our own jokes, it's ridiculous. Accurate in this respect, nobody is our savior. Game in six years to have this effect, Tower of Terror Hotel Interior. (laughs) (laughs) But I think he can pull it together. Yes, but the break there is unreal. Bros and they love each other. Who lives in America? Clutch move. What the fuck is this shit? Must say, it is a pretty boss groove. <laughs> so, yeah. that's, I guess, by me. Here's Pretty Sure by Jake Rodkin. Mm. And mixed up in bad situations. Go to, and it's very nice. Rooms used for different reasons. Racism, discrimination, prejudice. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wow. I had to force the rhyme. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. Done by, and it is a good one. Whoa, that bold font, pro move. <laughs> Home-built PCs, really nicely done. <laughs> Linked it on Twitter and approve. <laughs> of smart things, I loved that game. That was overriding it for users, same. <laughs> this is the content we need. And I tweet discreetly, my lord. Accurate, based at least on my feed. <laughs> and now Nick Brecken. Please just read Trump's. Well, you don't want Nick Brecken. Oh, I mean, and claim it's Nick's. It's too late now. <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> or Communal by Nick Brecken. <laughs> that was fast. Basically describes my NGS curve. Always a blast. He's the candidate we deserve. <laughs> Dubs, I have to repost this classic. Yeah, talking purely mainstream. For the MGS5 helicopter music, but I am Nick Brecken on Steam. <laughs> Couldn't get them all in the shot. Messages have become useless. Man, good posts in that screenshot. Oh, that's cool. And stuff, so I need a faster line. Entire weekend as a PR tool? Question mark? Wow. Yeah. Quite the ending. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Well, I can get, uh, I can make a Donald Trump in, up in here. Uh, this is a very good website. What is this stupid thing? Real Donald J. Trump? Oh yeah. I don't or is know. it real Donald Trump? How is that? One, one of them is that parody account. You can't you can't fall into that trap. <laughs> tr- You're not sure at which Trunk ever, official? Really. Is that what it is? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here is the uh 
Oh, whoops. Oh, you're looking for real Donald Trump? Okay, that's what I'm looking for, yes. There is no real Donald J. Trump. That is shocking. How is how is there not that? It's probably suspended. Yeah. All right, I'm going to make another sonnet here. Tracking the data of your inspiration is the... Is the okay, here we go. <laughs> oh, man. Already perfect. Bernie caved by Donald J. Trump. <laughs> job application and Pennsylvania is not qualified is going in the wrong direction. Yesterday was on saying times lied. They don't want them heard very little close in polls, native American to get in Harvard party. He's made many bad calls job. Proud of you. America first, the history of the United States never let you down. America first, his legacy, (laughs) will. (laughs) his legacy will never be the same. Melania place looks beautiful. I would never mock disabled shame. Was so there an exclamation good. point at the end there? Oh, yeah. There's exclamation okay, points good. on most of these good. lines. That's what I want. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a good site. Mm-hmm. Anyway, thanks for joining us <laughs> here on Idle Thumbs, <laughs> a podcast ostensibly about video games. I guess primarily about video games this week. Um, we are on Twitter, at Idle Thumbs, and these other Twitter accounts that post bullshit, apparently. Uh, we're on Facebook at facebook.com slash idle thumbs. Uh, we, I have been streaming frequently on Twitch uh, at twitch.tv slash idle thumbs. And all of those videos go up on our YouTube account, which is youtube.com slash idle videos. Nick, are you, you going to get back into streaming anytime soon? Sure. Yeah. Got to do it. And uh, you can send us email at questions at idle thumbs.net. Um, we do have that store at store.idlethumbs.net that we mentioned. We will be getting Cold Blooms back in stock. We do have the original T-shirt back in stock. The Wizard logo T-shirt is in stock. Um, we've got a few albums left and art prints by Graham Animal, the Shitty Wizard. There's stuff on there. Cold Blooms coming back soon. Those Shitty Wizards are really good if you have not ever looked at them. Just go to the webpage to gaze upon them, if you mm-hmm. don't, even if you don't buy them. Yes, they're very nice. They're a nice little four-print four set. I believe we referred to it as a quadriptic, which is hilarious to me. I think a tetraptic. Oh, a tetraptic. Yeah. Oh, even worse, but yeah. better. Well, that's that. Yep. Thanks for joining us. Back Good next week. Goodbye. Wait, Nick's, Nick's giving me another. Oh, this is an idle thumbs sonnet. Is that? I think I was just to close. <laughs> Mean Hitman (laughs) TM by Idle Thumbs (laughs) Far Cry 2 can only be added once it and submit again with the same name back in stock now is your chance them how to play this video game (laughs) show will be out stay tuned dev of Fulbright it's a good one this has happened CC look what you've done too much for the hosts to manage Saturday we stream more wizard to our partners, it's just garbage. <laughs> <laughs> Video game and pop culture cast, hacking and robot fear-mongering also awaits on this week's podcast. That's, that's really that's good. That's shockingly good. That's really good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Shockingly good. <laughs>